0: Morning, still, everyone. <laughs> I am Kimberly Ellis, I'm the director for the San Francisco Department on the Status of Women. I want to welcome you all today to our press conference to both commemorate what would have been the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade and to commemorate the one-year anniversary of the San Francisco Bay Area Abortion Rights Coalition. Welcome. We are gonna get started with our program, but first I'd like to recognize uh, the notables who have joined us, as well as representatives from various elected official offices. We have with us today uh, representatives from uh, the Office of Supervisor uh, Catherine Stephanie, the Office of Supervisor Myrna Melgar, the Office of Supervisor Shimon Walton, and the Office of Supervisor Raphael Mandelman with us today. We also have Shannon Hovis, who is the President and CEO of Reproductive Freedom for All. We also have Heidi Seek from Vote Pro-Choice, and we also have San Francisco Commissioner Diane Jones-Lowry here with us today. I will likely... um, to add to this list, uh, as people come in, as we all know, we're having some weather uh, and uh, some folks are delayed, but we expect a few more and as they come in, I will be sure to recognize them. We also have uh, with us uh, Floor Hunt from TEACH, uh, as well as representatives from San Mateo County, Supervisor Noelia Corzo's office. And so with that, I want to go ahead and get started, please help me in welcoming San Francisco's first black woman mayor, the honorable Mayor London Breed.
1: Thank you so much, Kimberly. And thank you all so much for being here. I want to also take this opportunity uh, to recognize some of our leaders here in San Francisco that helped us put together the work necessary to create the Bay Area Abortions Rights Coalition. And that is no other than our city attorney, uh, David Hsu. Our director of the Department of Public Health, Dr. Grant Colfax and our city administrator, Carmen Chu. I want to express my appreciation for each and every one of you who are joining us, not just in San Francisco, but from the nine Bay Area counties that represent the Bay Area Abortion Rights Coalition. What's interesting is when the Dobbs decision occurred, there were so many people who were extremely distraught and frustrated. And in California, we had the luxury of having elected leaders who stood up, raised their hands, and decided to take this to the ballot and embed it in the Constitution of the state of California. So thank you for all of your support and the governor for Proposition 1 in the last election. But so many women around the US are not so fortunate. And what's interesting is a year or two ago, I attended the Black Legislative Caucus in Washington, D.C. And there was a discussion around abortion rights and the challenges that people, especially in places like Mississippi, were having to abortion rights. And what I found interesting during the course of that conversation is how they were talking about some of the various challenges and and, and issues that occurred as to why the women they were serving or trying to support needed to have an abortion. And that made me so angry because it's none of anybody's business why. The reproductive freedoms that people, that men enjoy should be the same reproductive freedoms that women enjoy. And that's why we're all here today. Because our health care, for whatever reason we choose to do whatever we want with our bodies is none of anybody's business. Why should you have to tell someone that you were raped and you wanna have an abortion? Why should you have to tell someone about whatever is going on with you personally about your health and your concerns? Why is that anyone's business? And that is why we are here today. Yes, we are fortunate in California, but other people in other states are not so fortunate and the last thing we want to do is go back to the backyard abortions with wire hangers and that is not in our distant past that happened in the 60s 70s and 80s and is probably even happening to this day and so what are we going to do about it we're not going to agonize we're organizing And it takes very strong leadership, and it's not just about the elected leaders of the governor and the mayor. It's about the courageous people who are working in these various organizations that you are gonna hear from today, the work that they do year-round when others have said, well, we have nothing to worry about as it relates to Roe v. Wade. We have no concerns. We're gonna be okay, and we're not okay. And that's why we're here today. And the ability to implement this nine Bay Area County strategy had everything to do with the fact that I have the baddest women in the game, you know what I really wanna say, but the baddest women in the game who are here in my administration who basically said, we're not just gonna do this for San Francisco. We need to coordinate with the entire Bay Area. And there has never been a response of this nature as it relates to protecting women's freedoms, reproductive freedoms. And Kimberly Ellis led that charge. So I wanna thank you Kimberly for your work in bringing everyone together. And I wanna thank and introduce another champion that I have been fortunate enough to work with during times when we didn't have to deal with the kinds of situations we're dealing with today. Gilda Gonzalez of Plan P- Oh, you're going to introduce her. Never mind. <laughs> I was going on and on and on. But I want to thank Gilda for being here and for the work that she has done with plan parenthood in California, but the work that needs to continue all over the country because even if California is okay, other women in other states are not okay. And that is why we are here to make sure the doors of opportunity for someone who needs help, whether it's travel, whether it's resources, whatever it is, no questions asked, that we are here for them and it is as simple as that and it should be as simple as that. So with that, I will yield the floor back to Kimberly Ellis and thank her for her leadership. Thank you, Madam Mayor.
0: As one of the most prominent city leaders in the nation, particularly as a black woman, your voice in supporting women and pregnant people's right to access the full range of reproductive services continues to be of critical importance now more than ever before. We are grateful for your continued and unwavering commitment to women and girls and non-binary people and for your investment in this innovative initiative the San Francisco Bay Area Abortion Rights Coalition. BARC launched one year ago on what would have been the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. It is a first-of-its-kind coalition of medical care providers, reproductive justice advocates, elected officials, and municipal agencies that are working to eliminate barriers to abortion care, to expand wraparound services, and to address systemic inequities inequities in reproductive care and access across the Bay Area region. Today the work of BARC continues and we've achieved some really notable successes. In fact, with the support of many of our BARC stakeholders that are here today, California passed numerous bills to protect protect providers and those seeking abortion care, including individuals from outside the state. We've also convened to discuss the complex legal landscape that we now find ourselves in. We're also working with the Gender Equity Policy Institute to conduct a regional landscape analysis and assessment of abortion care service delivery. And the work of the BARC Initiative was even recognized by the White House Gender Policy Council. We are very proud of these achievements and we look forward to many, many more. I'm thrilled to welcome all of the reproductive justice leaders, who have been critical to the launch and success of BART who are with us today, including our speakers, Planned Parenthood CEO of Northern California, Gilda Gonzalez, San Francisco City Attorney David Chu, San Francisco City Administrator Carmen Chu, and San Francisco Department of Public Health Director Dr. Grant Colfax. Additionally, a representative from State Senator Aisha Wahab's office has also joined us. And today we are gathering again for three reasons. Number one, to commemorate last Monday, which would have been the 51st anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Because we know that even though the Dobbs decision took away our constitutional right to an abortion and reproductive rights, reproductive rights and abortion are winning issues in America. Just ask the people of California, Michigan, Vermont, Montana, Kentucky, Kansas, and Ohio. Since the fall of Roe v. Wade, when this issue has been on the ballot, whether in a red state, a blue state, or a purple state, we have won every single time. Second, we are here to stand shoulder to shoulder to visually demonstrate the collective commitment of this coalition. BARC is the very first ever Bay Area regional collective of municipal and county governments and reproductive health and justice stakeholders. We are committed to working together to reinforce and reimagine the local reproductive healthcare system in this new post-Roe era. And San Francisco is honored to lead the charge. And finally, we are here today because the fight for abortion rights and reproductive freedom and justice was never about abortion. This fight has always been about power and control over women and girls' agency and body autonomy. We've said it before and we'll say it again. Not today, patriarchy. We will not back down and we will never go back. The work of the BARC Coalition continues. We are in this fight and we are in it until we win. Now it is my honor to welcome the CEO of Planned Parenthood Northern California, one of my sheroes, Gilda Gonzalez.
2: It's an honor to be here this morning and a proud member of BARC. Planned Parenthood Northern California was never in denial about the possibility of Roe being overturned. Once the 2016 election results, presidential election uh, results were known, I knew it was inevitable. We are also not in denial that the overturning of Roe is the end game of the anti-abortion activists. Instead, it is only the beginning of a larger and more dangerous agenda underway Evident in the further attacks on medication abortion and a discussion on a national abortion ban. Early on, our organization started to raise new funds to increase our staff and strengthen our operations in anticipation of the Supreme Court's decision on Roe. And after it was overturned, one of our longtime San Francisco clinicians was the first to note the appearance of luggage outside our exam rooms for those traveling to us to get abortion care, something she had never seen before. As of today, we have seen a 38% increase in abortions at our affiliate. We have accomplished a lot with the support of our staff, elected officials, supporters, and other allies. A few examples of this work include securing funding for safety at our San Francisco Health Center with the support of Mayor Breed and our Board of Supervisors. We launched medication abortion services via telehealth. We built up our uncompensated care program to ensure care no matter what. We increased abortion access with more integrated schedules and improving our workflows in our health centers. We hired a patient navigator to assist patients with available resources and referrals. We formalized partnerships with ride companies to reduce transportation barriers for patients. And we expanded medication abortion services to 11 weeks gestation. And we are preparing for the Supreme Court's decision on Miffy Prestone. If necessary, we are ready to piv- immediately pivot to the micelloprostol only only medication abortion protocol to ensure no disruption in patient care. We've accomplished much and we will will continue to do whatever else is necessary to protect and expand access to care. With this year's elections, our country has truly arrived at the crossroads in deciding the future of reproductive freedom. That is why our movement must always lean into being pro-democracy, pro-civic engagement, and pro-voting. This is the moment we can and protect reproductive freedom now and for future generations to come. I now have the honor of introducing a fierce reproductive freedom champion and ally, San Francisco City Attorney David Chu.
3: Thank you, Gilda. Good morning, everyone. Let me start by thanking all of you for coming through the stormy weather and say that this weather reminds us of the fact that we are living in dark times in our country. Times that remind us of what our country might have been like 52-plus years ago when abortions were equated with clothes hangers, back alleys, and death. And we're here to remember that 51 years ago, light broke through that darkness with Roe v. Wade, when a generation of women warriors stepped up, led by Jane Roe, to provide us with the constitutional right that for many of us through most of our lifetimes, we had taken for granted. I'm gonna share for a moment the time a few years ago when I first saw the darkness coming back. It was about seven years ago. I had been asked to author a bill by NARAL, thank you, Shannon Hovis, that was supposed to be simple. At a time when there were hundreds of crisis pregnancy centers in the state of California that were telling pregnant women that if you considered an abortion, you would get breast cancer, you would become infertile, you would become depressed and suicidal. And our law was really simple. It simply said all health clinics in the state of California need to provide a short notice that women have the right to choose. We passed the state law. It was challenged in four district courts. We won 4-0. It was challenged in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. We won unanimously. And we thought our work is done. A month later, Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. He appointed Neil Gorsuch. And a few months later, as I was sitting in the chamber of the Supreme Court, listening to the new Trump majority eviscerate our state law, I thought to myself, oh my God, this was their strategy all along. This is how darkness starts. All of us remember June 2022, probably where we were when we heard that decision. All of us remember the grief, the anger, and I want to thank all of you for taking that negative energy and turning it into revitalizing this movement. I want to thank the women warriors who are here, led by our mayor and Kimberly Ellis and the Department of Status of Women, and all of you were part of BARC. I want to thank all of the legal warriors who have been part of this, the Bar Association of San Francisco and 70 Bay Area law firms have partnered with my office to establish the Legal lines for Reproductive Rights, providing pro bono legal services to patients and providers all over the country. I want to thank lawyers in my office, led by Julie Wolinsky, who have been filing amicus briefs on important cases that are proceeding as we speak working with advocates here in this room to make sure that we have the strongest laws in the country because San Francisco, the Bay Area, California, we are the capital for reproductive freedoms. And I also have to say, because it's been mentioned a few times, yes, it is men who created this mess. And as Gloria Steinem was once said, if men could get pregnant... Abortion would be a religious sacrament. And I will say it is so important for male allies to stand up and to be counted as part of this movement. (laughs) Let me end with one final thought, which is it is always darkest before dawn. And I have great optimism that with the energy and the vision of everyone here in this room and everyone that you work with, that the arc of the moral universe will someday bend toward reproductive justice, and it is my profound hope that my children our children 's generation will one day see the light through the darkness and have the rights that we so deserve and are owed. Thank you so much and Godspeed and It is my honor to introduce a sister from another mother, chu our great city administrator, Carmen Chu.
4: I always have to remind David, he shouldn't say that unless people might confuse us actually from coming from the same mother of some sort. (laughs) But but thank you, David, for your allyship. Um, Kimberly, thank you so much for your leadership. Director Ellis, I love the line, not today, patriarchy. You know, you spoke a lot today about the leadership of women, people like our mayor, London Breed, yourself, others who are in this room, all of the people who are in the front line of supporting women on the ground who need help. And so much of what people have accomplished, women have accomplished, has been in the face of patriarchy. We have struggled despite stereotypes of what women should do expectations, a way that we should behave, and despite that, we've continued to prosper and continue to move forward and to lead. You would think that, at the very least, they leave the ability to control our bodies to ourselves, right, And but yet we're not in that situation now. I wanna thank the Bay Area Abortion Rights Coalition for all of the work that you do. Before this press conference, I was talking to Gilda and, of course, with um, Grant about how do you keep on going in a situation like this? How do you keep on being positive? And the answer was just because we have to. And I just want to thank Gilda for her leadership, for everything that you continue to do to move all of our lives forward. I think at the end of the day, we know that a woman's right to her reproductive choices is also a, directly, a big direct connection to a woman's social and economic and personal opportunities. It's really just as simple as that. If we don't have the ability to control our bodies, what happens to our health, our own self-determination, what else do we have? I just want to end by saying one of the things that I've been most proud of has been working with the Department on the Status of Women with the League of Women Voters to really uplift the need for all of us to come out to vote. And I want to say it's so important for us to not lose sight of that. We will continue to fight to make sure that our reproductive rights are preserved, that we try to fight and gain back some of the losses that we've seen in the federal government. But more than that, we have to also remember to please lift up our voices. Make sure you come out and vote. Make sure that the people who are sitting in the seats of power, who are able to nominate judges to the bench, who are making these decisions about our everyday lives, know who they should be serving. And that's all of you. And if we don't come out and we don't vote, if we don't come out and say that these issues are important to us, we're going to lose. So. Thank you again to Kimberly for all the work that you do tirelessly, for having the vision to pull all of us together to make sure we continue to fight and that we continue to marshal all the resources that we have. Thank you to our allies like our City Attorney David Chu, who's also taken the initiative to collaborate with legal resources across the Bay Area, to Grant and his team, to Gilda, and and most importantly to all of you who are directly on the ground meeting with the women who need help, and helping them to find a way forward. I really appreciate your work, and I want to thank you for your meaningful contributions. Thank you. It's my pleasure to introduce one of um, our most important allies in this, Dr. Grant Colfax, who is our director of the Department of Public Health. He has been unwavering in his commitment to make sure that people, all people, women have rights to medical care, appropriate medical care. So I want to thank Dr. Colfax for everything he does. I know his job is not easy, so Dr. Colfax, please come on up.
5: Well, good good afternoon, everybody, and thank you, Carmen, for that introduction. and. I'm so glad to be here uh, with Director Ellis um, and celebrating Mayor Breed's leadership in this critical issue um, and all the other speakers. And I'd like to express my gratitude to everyone involved um, and engaged in leading in the uh, Bay Area Abortion Rights Coalition efforts to protect this vital component of health care. Because make no mistake, abortion is health care. Safe abortion services are a human right for everyone and indeed they are essential for healthy living. But sadly, we know that there are many people in this country who now find themselves and their families living in places where their ability to make their own healthcare decisions have been stripped away. As we've seen played out in human stories, since Roe versus Wade was reversed, being denied abortion healthcare has devastating impacts on people's health. In California and San Francisco, we have become and will continue to be a haven for people seeking reproductive health care. Thanks to our lawmakers and the hard work of organizations like the Bay Area Rights Coalition and Planned Parenthood. At DPH, we are committed to providing low cost, often free, safe and legal abortions and other reproductive health services to our patients regardless of their insurance, state of residence or immigration status. And that includes even if they are coming here from outside California. Our Women's Option Center at Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital is one of the only programs in the country where women can access abortion services at a public hospital. One of the many options we provide there is the abortion pill, and we support the efforts being made to keep that medication accessible. It is unfathomable to me that there is a case in front of the Supreme Court that would overturn decades of FDA authority. That alone, with regard to abortion, is unthinkable and unacceptable. We make this critical resource, the abortion pill available at Zuckerberg San Francisco Hospital as well across our primary care system to people who need it. And I wanna acknowledge our director of ambulatory care, Dr. Hallie Hammer, who's a fierce champion of reproductive rights and health. And even in the face of the national barriers, we are moving the work forward not only at Zuckerberg San Francisco Hospital, not only in the health department, not only in San Francisco, but we are playing it forward across the country in supporting training of medical residents. To perform safe abortions and reproductive health care. And this Monday, I was at an event at Zuckerberg Hospital with Secretary of Health and Human Services, Becerra, where that program was lifted up and celebrated. And I can tell you, those residents are ready to go despite the barriers that they face. It is so important because across the country, there are literally developing reproductive health care deserts where there's nobody there. And this future generation of trainees is so important. We, we are supporting them in their training, and we will continue to support them through our networks of support of providers, no matter where they are. The San Francisco Department of Health is a place where people can come knowing they will get the best medical care possible, be treated humanely, and with the utmost professionalism. And I'm proud today to reinforce our commitment to reproductive health. Thank you, and I would now like to invite Director Ellis back to make closing remarks. Thank you.
0: I want to thank everyone again for making time to be here today. I want to also acknowledge that uh, we have a representative from Supervisor Matt Dorsey's office uh, as well. Thank you for being here. Um, This is the fight. This is the struggle. It is ongoing. Uh, As Coretta Scott King said, um, we win um, the fight every single day. Uh, And so showing up is half the battle. And I wanna thank all of you for showing up today. Um, Let's roll up our sleeves, let's get back on the battlefield and let's continue to fight for abortion rights, for reproductive rights, not just for the women and girls and non-binary people here in San Francisco, not just for the ones in California, not just for the ones in this country, but for everyone in this world. Um, San Francisco has both an opportunity and an obligation to lead on this issue and all issues. Um, And we are honored to be able to help lead that charge. Uh, So with that, thank you all again. I wanna invite the speakers up. We're gonna do a quick photo and then we will let everyone get on their way, hopefully before the atmospheric rivers hit. Be safe out there. Thanks everyone.